On this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, Alex Trebek has a potty mouth. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And Biggin takes on Miss America and her Miss America questions. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit, that's right, I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue One, 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one, it's Mojo! What's up, guys and gals? We appreciate you tuning in once again. Um, let me just say this on the out, mm-hmm. out go here. Here we go. Uh, hey, you know this podcast. We really appreciate you listening into uh, uh, into this podcast every week. Um, we enjoy bringing these episodes. I think we're episode number ninety. I got ninety nine problems, oh. and a guest ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know we started this podcast with just um, the focus that we are Christians that we believe that everyone uh you know deserves a, to know the love of jesus christ and that grace so i just want to make sure we kind of reiterate that we haven't done that in a while and um you know we that's what we kind of really started with this i know sometimes you know, we get that cut loose and have fun and have a few drinks a few talk about cigars talk about alcohol things like that and i know it probably isn't everyone's brand of christianity but anyway we, we love you ours. we accept we accept you guys <laughs> we love you we appreciate you listening and um yeah so anyway, besides that, we are you, appreciate. Are you getting you. some feedback? <laughs> What's that? Are you getting any feedback that we're not Christians now? Well, you know, every once in a while you get that. Oh wow! Which is okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I may not want to be standing out there with a with a bullhorn and with a Bible in my hand and that outside Sam's Club, not pointing any per- people out. But uh, <laughs> that's not my brand of Christianity. Right. But, I got you. Anyway, we appreciate you guys tuning in. You can always go to our iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, pretty much anywhere you list a podcast. You can subscribe, give us a like, a rating, um, give us a review. That's kind of the important thing. We appreciate the people that have already given us the uh, reviews and uh, the five stars. We always really appreciate all those. You can I'll all- even appreciate a three-and-a-half star. It's okay. Or- <laughs> That's right. I think that's what we rated the uh, Cinnabon biscuit last week. <laughs> that, that is right. Anyway, Facebook uh, dot com or Facebook, you can go to Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also go to our website at southernfryphilosophy dot com. You can actually listen to our links there on the uh, website on the old interwebs. Yeah. You can also go to uh, Twitter's and Instagram at SFP Radio, uh, Patreon dot com forward slash SFP Radio, YouTube dot com forward slash SFP Radio. I'm probably have forgotten some. Oh, States Vegas Radio and States Vegas. Also, I do have another, another announcement. After, okay. what, three years of coming to the studio yep. almost, mm-hmm. I finally remember the door entry code. Attaboy! So, good job. It's a good week. You did it. Um, yeah, If listen, we've got a couple of things that we really want to do for this show and take it to the next level, and we really need your help. So if you guys can jump on our Patreon link, the, the link is there on our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. Uh, we really want to go mobile. That would be fantastic for us, and we need... Some headphones, some mics, some things we could do so we can get outside of the studio. Beer budget. 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll even... I'll help with that. <laughs> <laughs> the headphones and mics come first, so we re- really need that. So if you could uh, just become part of the SFP family, you can join in the Life, Liberty, or the Pursuit of Gravy tier. We would really appreciate it. Please check out our Patreon link and uh, help support the show. Uh, we do want to say shout out to our new listeners from Calera, Alabama. Calera, I love you, but it sounds like either someone from Game of Thrones or you got a disease out of Vegas. <laughs> CDC's coming down. <laughs> uh, Ramet Gan Tel Aviv. Ooh, How about you? Right there. You way out of Way middle, out of the Middle South. Eastern listener, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and old Sacramento, California. Hey, we're starting to affect the West Coast. I guess that advertising budget is starting to hit. Yeah. Um, hey, also, I did something this week, and I want to apologize to Marty from Commoners Brewery. Uh, I, I had a little bit of a discretion, and I went to another brewery. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. All, I'm all about that. I do it. I do it all the time myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to High Branch, and one of the things that they can do, uh, you can buy a beer from somebody for somebody. Right. They put your name on the big board, and then you just go in and say, "Hey, I'm so and so, and that's my beer," and then they'll give you a free beer. So uh, you have one. Your wife has one. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't cover those. But um, any listener of the Southern Fried Philosophy podcast, if you go to High Branch. Uh, brewery here in Concord, North Carolina, and you see that the Southern Fried Philosophy is up there on hashtag HB Buddy, uh, you can get yourself a free beer. How about that? There you go. So the first person, first person to do that gets a free beer. That which, might be me. Which might be me. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for the heads up. I'll be there right. in about two hours. There you go. <laughs> right, by the way, we do have Marty uh, from Commoners back yeah. in. And I'm just going to give him credit for this beer. Yeah. He, brought, he brought in some uh, his latest IPA. What is it called? Uh, four. 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 That's a great name. Uh, for our Spanish-speaking friends, it should be cuatro. cuatro. It's in between taps number three and five. Anyways, <laughs> it's a great all-day drinking IPA. Nice. It is delicious. I appreciate you bringing that in. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Anytime. All we need is the uh, Watchman Cigar Guy to show up and let's smoke a cigar and <laughs> heavily fan it out the doors from the studio here. The, the, the studio folks would not be happy with that. Be like smoking in high school all over again <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> Um, Crack a window. I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo. I be darn. Doing good. Doing good. Um, except for uh, uh, I just found out there's a, a county policy here in our school system Uh-oh. that first graders cannot hand out birthday invitations. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is this uh, so you can't play favorites and invite well, you know, Timmy but not? Exactly. But, you know, uh, our family, we invite everyone. Sure you do. So... Uh, it's not fair, and it's also kind of hard to explain to a first grader that you cannot uh, invite anyone to your birthday party. you got to find alternative methods to do that. Mm. So anyway, I called the county up, and of course, that, yeah, that is their policy. Mm-hmm. Um, so evidently, some butthurt parent or uh, butthurt kid from years ago called up and complained, and yeah. uh, then all of a sudden they made us a, a countywide policy. So all the other previous generations of hundreds of Thousands of kids have gone through the school system now. Have, you know, they basically or have ruined it for the future. Hundreds of thousands that go through the system. So, yeah, it's kind of it's really stupid with the whole wussification of oh my kid didn't get invited, yeah. so I'm going to go cry about it. This is what happened. Breaking news: we have we have the lady that did not get the the invite. So I think she's on the phone. This is stupid. Cut the crap. 
Yeah, there she goes. She's just. A She's a pretty good caller. First graders, I can, you know, I can understand high schoolers, yeah. but being buttholes they are. But you know, well, I mean, first high schoolers grade. have wet methods of communication. Even middle school, you yeah. know, middle school now they know how to get in touch with each other. They know, you know, how to get. Yeah, you know, but at yeah. first grade, yeah. and what's the chances I'm going to know every parent in the room? You know? So I guess yeah. we're just teaching our kids now that they can't have discretion. Yeah. Um, they can't, you know. Well, look on the bright side. In three years, your kid won't be friends with the kids he's friends with. Oh, so, I, I could care uh, less about that. You know, yeah. the birthday parties are just more for the parents anyway so than the kids. I mean, they enjoy it for the second. The uh, parents uh, don't enjoy paying for it, but they do enjoy the moment. So, Let me ask this question, and, and I know your wife does. This is not a, uh, a foul on parents and, and doing that. But when when has it become an issue or a norm, normalcy for a kid to come to a birthday party, give said kid a birthday gift, mm-hmm. and on the way out, they also get a uh, gift yeah. on the way out. They'll get back. The, when did that know, become an issue? I don't know who started birthday. that, but whoever that was, shame on you. Y'all. Same, same women that started participation trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. So technically, you could actually go to a birthday party, not bring a gift, but actually receive a <laughs> gift. Right. Yeah. I blame Bill Clinton. Remember the soccer moms? Oh, yeah. It's the same group that started all that crap. Probably so. No, but uh, Uh, our birthday parties, we encourage people not to bring toys or bring gifts because Hmm. kids these days, they have more more junk. More junk to deal with. I I wish we could just say, look, you're going to spend $50 on me for Christmas. I'm going to spend 50 on you. Why don't we just call it a wash right. and just don't get each other gifts? That I mean, would just say, how about I'm going to spend, yeah, I'll spend $50 on myself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Look, at, look at what you bought me for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> there how about, you go. I there's, like that. There's no point in exchanging money around. That's what sure. my sister and I do. We exchange gift cards every year for Christmas. It's like, you know, here's your card. Here's my mm-hmm. card. Oh, thanks. Love you. But what's <laughs> They're the point? They're both out back. But you still have to go out and get the gift card. <laughs> oh, no. You can order that on Amazon now. They deliver it to your house. All right. How about Bingo. you? Bingo. How you be doing? Uh, I'm good. We had the old derby party. I was sad that you did not show up. Well, um, I'm I'm still hanging my head in shame for all the years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's not many things that I won't talk about on this show, but you will never pry it from my lips of what happened on that <laughs> that fateful Derby Day that I still have PTSD from. Uh, uh, good. I'm gracious. assuming bourbon was involved. No. At no? the point, no. <laughs> At that point, no. no. Uh, but we needed bourbon afterwards. We should have. Um, I, I wish you would have come, but we had a good time. Oh, unfortunately, I had to work. Yeah. So maybe next year. So uh, the Derby, like the most controversial Derby in 145 years, right. y'all. Well, it's pro- there was, number one, it was probably Russian collusion. You think yeah, so? Oh, that's so. a good call. Because I, I, I'm expecting any day indictments to be handed down from your <laughs> Uh, we're going ahead and inspecting this. So, no. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what do they say in NASCAR? If it ain't rubbing, it ain't racing. Right. You would think. I so never I, even knew you couldn't change lanes. Like, they should put blinkers on, on the horses now. Uh, yeah. I, this is – I watched it because mm. I, had, I had a little mobile app on my phone, so I did watch it. Yeah. And um, the reasoning was very – it really wasn't clear. I mean, like, the horse's, horse's natural path, and plus the field of play was sloppy at yeah. best. Um, you had so so many horses. I mean, I, probably half the horses should have been disqualified for bumping another. You know, like number number eight probably should have finished number fifteenth. I mean, right. you know, or disqualified. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I, I I didn't quite get that. I, yeah. You knew something was going to happen because of the pause. Sure, and you know, they, sure, they saw them running down to the uh, jockeys and stuff. Uh, and the whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, yeah, they yeah. already did the interviews with the jockeys, the owners. You know, they're, they're, everybody's all happy, and then all of a sudden, mm, wait, hold up, hold your ticket. 
Would you see what the uh, $1 trifecta bet would have won? It was like $11,000, wasn't it? 55000 Whoa, yeah. buddy! Yeah, I think the, the uh, was it the quadfector? The four-fector. The four-fector was like $65,000 just off of a dollar bet. Now think about this. Think about the dude that bet on the guy that won and yeah. was disqualified. Oh, yeah. Oh, so those those yeah. guys are dancing, celebrating, happy as all hell, buying sure. drinks for all their buddies. Mm. Uh-huh. And 20 minutes later. Let him roll. Yeah. He's got a $1,200 beer ta- a bar tab with no reason why he should have spent $1,200. Vegas was like, oh, no, a 7-to-1 horse won the race. Right. Then, oh, crap, the 65-to-1 won it. It was the biggest deficit, right, I think, in the, mm-hmm. in the Derby? Uh, or one yep. of? Good Absolutely. Gracious. No, it was the biggest. I think it was the biggest ever. Mm. So, Y'all. Yeah. I tell you. But it was a great time. We had a great time. Lots of wonderful All right, tell us about Tell us about the food, because, you know, that's the that's the pride of any Derby party sure. here in the South yep. is the food. So. We had uh, starting I, – I did a video. I didn't put it on. I'll, I'll really post it here coming up. But we had Country Ham and Biscuit. Which it was good. It was good country ham. Like it wasn't the me and stuff. And then I found this little trick out. If you get half Coke and half water mm-hmm. and and fry it in that, mm-hmm. oh, hey, buddy, a little, that. Little, little caramelization. Yes, sir. So yeah, for for the people that you know, we we since our show does reach so many people, so we have right. you know international listeners. We have From people Tel Aviv. Yeah, you may not so, know. Anyway, what it is. country ham is a, a is an aged cure ham. It's actually left out in the. Out in the open air, it's, it's dried. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very similar to Iberico, or if you're in, you know, heavily near salted, Spain, heavily salted, Dang. heavily salted. But it's simply delicious. You know, that's yeah. re- here in the South. We call you have country ham, and you have city ham. Mm-hmm. City ham is more like a, a deli ham or ham steak, sugar you know, so. sugar cured. Yeah, uh, this one is salt cured. So. Mm. It, it'll it'll raise your blood pressure up. Well, at least sure. it will mine after about seven yeah, slices you, of it. You, yeah. you eat that, you're going to swell up like you know, a puffer red, fish. A little red eye gravy to go with. Ooh. So, and that was the key. Is and I posted on Instagram. I was like, "What comes next mm-hmm. after making the country ham?" It, most people would said biscuit. Oh no, it's the red eye gravy. Oh uh, yeah, red eye gravy is a that's a dying gravy in the south. Oh, yeah, dude, you dude. can't find it. That it's hard to find. That, good, even good red eye oh, gravy yeah. is even harder to find. My my grandmother made it like every freaking meal. It seemed like right, yeah. we had a country ham all the time, mm. and she made the best homemade biscuits. I mean, I've. I've I've got her uh, biscuit bowl. That was like the oh, one wow. I got. Do you have a recipe? That's the most important. No, because no, it was up here. There's man. no recipe. There was no recipe. She yeah, but they can bowl. tell you. They can, she can tell you a smattering, a pinch, and a smidgen. She could show you. Okay. But, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, she can show me how to paint, but that don't mean I can paint. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This this is a true story. Um, my, my grandma makes wonderful biscuits. When my dad and mom first got married, my mom wanted the recipe for these these biscuits. And my grandma doesn't have a recipe. She just kind of throws it together. So she's like, I don't have a recipe. I just throw it together. It's like, well, okay, let me – my mom said, well, let me follow you and see what you do. So she would take a handful and she's like, no, 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 don't put it in there yet. I need to measure it. So then she would measure it and all this kind of stuff um, just to get the recipe. <clears throat> she thought for years – that my grandma hated her because she wouldn't give her the recipe. And every time she made them like that, trying to measure it, they would come out awful. Yeah. She's like, she's, she's not putting something in there. She's not doing something right on, on purpose. But, um, no, you're right. Those yeah. grandmas don't have recipes. They just put it all together. She, and they, so, she had feel. seven sons. Oh, yeah. My grandmother had seven sons. Mm. And so she made two pans of biscuits with every meal, breakfast, oh, lunch, wow. and dinner mm. for, what, 25, 30 years. Wow. wow. 
So she didn't no recipe. It was yeah. like a big bowl of flour, and she just threw stuff in and made it. So basically, your grandma was anti keto. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. Let me tell you, a healthy a healthy meal at my grandmother's mm-hmm. house was a couple of biscuits with a spoonful of red eye gravy in the middle of the biscuit mm-hmm. and a slice mm-hmm. of tomato because the tomato made it healthy. <laughs> My well, gran- you, the, actually, that has the lycopene in it for the heart, so that's yeah. the good thing about tomato. My grandma, to this day, her healthy cake is a cake with no icing on it. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. The healthy cake. <laughs> that's, the healthy cake. <laughs> that's, that's worth 36 points in the Weight Watchers. Right. <laughs> but so you, did, yeah. Hold on. Did your gra- grandmas, did they do the cut biscuit, like cut them out with a, a biscuit cutter or hand drop them? Pinch it and pat it. Ah, oh. it's good to go. Mm-mm. She's she's a cutter. She'll cut them out. And see, my grandmother did what they call drop biscuits. Basically, mm-hmm. she just balled them up and throw them on a damn pan, whatever size, shape they were. They were. Yeah. So it's just so interesting to see you know different styles like that. Yeah. Anyway, next item. No, so there's the the country ham biscuit, which turned out fantastic. My wife did beer cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just uh, cheese, you know. Uh, cheese dip. Cheese dip. Yeah, yeah, like a fondue. Yeah. Well, it was it was cold. It was just. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Cheddar cheese, shred it up, put some beer in it. I've never had. I've never had without the beer cooked out. Really? Yeah. You just that let it sit delicious. all day. Wow. Yeah, just let it sit overnight. This, and it's it's good, good to go. That, that sounds. I might have to try that. Actually, yeah. we do. We next week we probably don't even need to bring beer. We'll just bring the beer cheese. The beer dip. cheese. You're yeah. good to go. Because you, you're getting your nutrients. You're getting your alcohol. Yeah. It's all, all in one. Yeah, yeah. It's so almost like a sloppy Tom over there from <laughs> and <laughs> and Little Roberts. You won't hear me say this often, but don't use an IPA for that. No, probably not. Yeah. yeah. What did she, what did she, what use? she use? Probably a stout or something. She, no, she just pulled something from the old Trader Joe's. Our Irish. I think it was really a good German brand. something. Oh, really? We make a beer cheese to dip pretzels in. Oh uh, yeah. And the, uh, the we use the Irish stout for, or the Irish red for that, and it's quite mm. good. Is it hot? Is it a hot dip? No. No. Well, well, no. Okay. All right. Uh, the next was my mm. wife made homemade barbecue sauce with bourbon for some meatballs. Nice. So that was good. The my, one of my favorite and my mom's favorite was the Benedictine sandwiches. Mm. Um, you may not know what that is. It's basically cream cheese, mm-hmm. uh, cucumbers that have been shredded. Mm-hmm. All the water has been pushed out with a napkin because that's sanitary. Um, <laughs> and then and then mixed together. Uh, I think she even put in a little bit of mayonnaise in this one, but and then put it on a piece of bread. Trim, trim the crust off, and voila, you got a Benedictine sandwich. Yes, yeah, that's a fancy cucumber sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we have hot browns. Hot browns, which again, if you're not familiar, it is we used a King's Hawaiian roll this time. That Whoa. that was a game changer. We got a King's Hawaiian roll, cut it in half, use the bottom piece, put that, uh, some ham, some turkey, some bacon. And then what I like to call the baklamel sauce. <laughs> I don't know if that's the accu- actual thing, but it's the baklamel sauce. It's bechamel. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. It sounds incredible. All I'm doing is sitting here listening to you talk going, I've got to get an invitation to this party next year. Oh, you definitely. You can have mine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then to wrap all of this up, it, my wife made chess bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're, it's butter. Here, here's your ingredients, guys. Butter, sugar, uh, a cake mix, more butter, and more sugar. That's it. So that's basically the, the dessert pizza now at Commoners. <laughs> Can I tell you, and guys, I'm not kidding you when I tell you these were the best that she ever made. And these look, things. I, you, look, oh, did hey, she buddy. make banana pudding? She did not. See, that's Ooh. probably the reason why I'm glad I didn't go. Look, just to give you a little history with mm. banana, her banana pudding, this, this stuff is 
like I, I've had good banana pudding. You know, banana pudding is either it's either good, good or just phenomenal. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't really I think there's I've a never, bad. Yes, banana. Yes, well, hold on. Banana. There is one bad. bad no, banana. I've had banana. There's only bad one banana. bad banana uh, banana pudding, mm-hmm. and that is at Atrium Health System mm-hmm. in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So I can tell you, there is a bad banana pudding because they use like the diabetic pudding mix. Oh, God. oh wow, that's, that, that that should be illegal. That's what I thought too. Yeah. But anyway, that and then they they put like two week old bananas in it, so you know it's just and then uh, they crumble up like. Saltine crackers on it. So <laughs> saltine. <laughs> We're not going to use wafers, vanilla wafers. They've got to be conscious of the people dying there. Sure. So. Yeah. Anyway, but her, her banana pudding is, she uses like the Pepperidge Farms Chessman mm-hmm. uh, crackers or, or the cookies. Yeah. So they, they don't, yeah. So they don't get all soggy like the vanilla wafers. Anyway, they smuggled a whole Tupperware container of the stuff into the cardiac IV, uh, CICU unit wow, for me. how about you? I can't even say the letters. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I got about 12 bites of it, and then my nurses uh, confiscated it <laughs> from me and then ate, proceeded to eat the whole thing. So yeah. that's they, that they good. all your stats were going off the charts. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they, <laughs> look, they also confiscated my buffalo wing sauce, um, Tabasco sauce, yeah, and several other We items. did our best to get everything we could in there. They didn't, but, take, my, they didn't take my dry shampoo. Did they get your bourbon sash? <laughs> <laughs> but look at these things. I mean, they turned mm. out perfect. Oh I my mean, god! Crunchy. The, the crunchy on top. Uh, then there's like the 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 butter and the sugar all mixed in. God bless a bear. So, I mean, good. there's like at least one ingredient there I could eat. You know, keto. Sure. The butter. So the that's butter. that's a good thing. Uh, and then we had multiple types of mint juleps mm. and the southern sangria. All right. So what is what is the secret to uh, a good mint julep? Um. It depends on what how how far you want to go with it. My wife will get the 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 sugar the the night before, mm-hmm. um, and then get the mint and then muddle them together. You know, get all those mint extracts out of that sugar, mm-hmm. then boil it and then make the the simple wow. syrup out of that. Wow! So that that is elaborate. So she yeah. goes all out. I mean, she, this yeah, is, this isn't like your fast food mint julep. This is a right full full fledged. Yep. Wow! Yeah, that, no, now that's legit. I, I've yeah. never heard it even made that way before. So yeah. that's that's awesome. Let it sit overnight. You know, let it absorb all those all those oils, and then wow. make the syrup out of it. And then it's it's your ratio. If you like it more sugar than sweet, then right. I would go you know one to one, which is way way too sweet for me. It ended up being like a three and a half to to one um, jigger. So. Mine would be like uh, mint julep holding the uh, julep. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, throw a little sprig of mint in the end, and that's a good mint julep right there, my friend. Wow. That's – I've never heard – you know, mint julep is – you know, that's kind of like the signature drink of Charleston, South Carolina. That's where all the – you know, you you think Charleston, South Carolina, you think of porches and, you know – Frat boys. Frat boys and – Not like that, just to be clear. (laughs) Uh, you know, <laughs> pink polo shirts and you yeah. know baby blue uh, shorts. The, the the sunglasses on backwards on the on the little holder around your neck. That. <laughs> walking walking around saying bruh bruh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so the mint julep is like the Charleston drink. You know, it's the quintessential like Southern drink. Mm. So you know, drink and that's yeah, that and that I've never heard it made that way before. Yeah, it's so delicious. That's, wow. Yeah, so we had a good time again. Uh, those uh, Leon had an invite, but of course, no. He decided he's going to go for an oyster roast. Shame on me. <laughs> Leon's in <laughs> studio with us now, um, so I hope you had a, a good oyster roast. 
we crushed it at the the house with derbies. Oysters aren't as delicious as uh, your uh, the chess pie or whatever. Yeah, yeah if I had to choose between oysters and banana pudding, I don't think Ooh. that's a whole lot of a choice. Hands right down. There. I think I'm just going to follow you home tonight. That? Maybe well, there ain't nothing left, I'll tell you that. Left, yeah. There ain't nothing a good, left. A good, a good compromise there. would be banana pudding on an oyster shell. So <laughs> as long as it was washed thoroughly. <laughs> sure. All right, so we are going to go into some wacky news brought to uh, brought to you by our friends at Webmerize. If you need a clean, crisp website, go check out our friends at Webmerize.com. That is Webmerize.com. All right, there. Uh, normally when we start off wacky news, we say a Florida man, whatever. This week in Florida. This week in Florida. Oh, not this week. A Florida woman pulls an alligator out of her pants during a a traffic stop. Mm. (laughs) How about Mm. you? Charlotte County, Florida. Charlotte County Sheriff deputies said a woman pulled an alligator from her pants during a regular traffic stop on Monday morning. They they, uh, pulled over this pickup truck because it ran a stop sign around 3.30 a.m., which, like my grandma said, ain't nothing good happens after midnight. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, at, least, at least she gave you a window. Mine was nothing happens good after nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. How about you? Uh, they pulled over the husband and wife passengers because they were collecting frogs and snakes from under the overpass. It's kind of like you know, frog gigging. You know, you have gigging. Frog <laughs> right. Gigging, collecting frogs. I, I don't know about the snake gigging. So. <laughs> they said that they uh, turned their truck inside out, but they could not find any uh, of those reptiles. But they did find 43 small turtles in a backpack. Hey. How about you? <laughs> then uh, they asked the lady, is there anything else that you have that you want to talk about? And she said no. Then her husband gave her the side eye, and then she reached in her pants and pulled out an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. There, there's got to be meth in this story somewhere. But there is no meth mentioned in this story. And and that that is animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah, cro- crocodile dung. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, can you imagine, you know, I mean, that, that alligator, I don't know alligators ate. But I mean. <laughs> hey, now. hey, it's a family show. Can I can I also point out in this story that she was wearing yoga pants? Oh, imagine that! Oh! How do you not see a yoga a alligator in yoga pants? Is that a crocodile? You're just happy to see me. You think you think that was a big mama? What what? Uh, probably so. I mean, she she had to get an alligator in her pants. Well, you know what? I, I'm just, I don't think that she just came from yoga and decided <laughs> to go frog and snake gigging with. Forty-seven thousand turtles in her backpack and a crocodile in her crotch. I'm just. Well, I think. I'll be honest with you. I think she. This is what probably happened. Mm-hmm. Her and her son were at Walmart. They were doing kung, <laughs> kung fu ninjaing out there. She was drunk. He was drunk. He was nude, and then she mm-hmm. took off on the scooter. Yeah, and then ended that's up, what ended happened. Up, yeah, I think. It's I mean, she she had to have been the sorority of Ada Moon Pie because I mean to not see that alligator. I got to go back to that. I, 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 I mean, yeah, where's this thing hiding? <laughs> I mean, for the love. <laughs> anyway. Just disguised as another role. <laughs> mm. All right, so here's our other our other wacky news. Um, Jeopardy contestant James Holzenhauer. Have you seen? Have you been watching Jeopardy lately? Uh, have you no, heard I, I heard about something about. I think he's a. Uh, is he the first one to do a perfect game where he answered every question on the board? He's a, I know he's a something? gambler, I he, think. Yeah, he's a professional gambler. He has he's on a twenty one game winning streak. He is now over a million dollars of winnings. Wow. And the dude is, is like going nuts. Set an all time game high of one hundred thirty one thousand one hundred twenty seven dollars. 
uh, is just crushing everybody. Wow. So a school paper said, hey, um, this is a small middle school paper, said, what, do you, what, are, what are some things that you've learned after being on Jeopardy? And he said, well, Alex Trebek has a potty mouth. Really? A potty mouth from Alex Trebek. Well, in his defense, he does have pancreatic cancer. I was about to say, he is fighting cancer. I pretty much say whatever's in my mind at that point, too. (laughs) But, I mean, you don't picture dirty words coming out of Alex Trebek. It's kind of like Bob Saget. I don't know. Have you seen the Saturday Night Live skit where they make fun of Alex Trebek? Sure. I mean, he kind of loses his mind. My, My Alex Trebek will always be Will Ferrell. Oh yeah, yeah. and I get it. But no, the but real it, Alex, yeah, Trebek. he's like he's like America's uncle or grandfather. You know, he's he's kind of that guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I, I am. Speaking of him, I'm glad he got rid of that stash from the '80s I'll and early that. '90s. But yeah, he's a like a cons. He seems like the consummate gentleman, right? You know, presenter. How, how so. do you think that goes? Like once the cameras are off, that's when they say that he just starts letting loose. Oh, yeah. like what is that like? Like. All yeah. right, we're going to go to break. Yeah. What were you thinking about that daily double, man? <laughs> like, what is he right. saying? <laughs> what the? Yeah. Well, no. it, it could also be when they're hanging around backstage before, after, having yeah. a drink, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of catching up. And, what up, bro? Yeah. And Julep. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's telling, he, you know, he's telling all kinds of jokes, and people are like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, hey. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about this New Year's Eve party I went to. This was up, you know? Like, this one time at a derby party? Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just can't picture Alex. Trebek letting her rip. Well, you know, hey, hopefully Alex makes it through this uh, cancer battle. I mean, I know he's fighting as hard as he can. Yeah. So, uh, hats off to the guy. But you speaking of like former game show host, mm-hmm. I wonder if he, if you know, he decides to retire in a few years. Well, I wonder what products he'll be hawking because you know Chuck Woolery's out there. <laughs> Hawking, uh, like I know he's he's hawking reverse mortgages. <laughs> right. Well, uh, Alex is already doing something because I. Oh, that's I, right. I know I see it on the Fox News channel. By gosh, yeah, it's on there, yeah, and he's like hawking some. Like I think he is reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage or I think gold. So. Yeah, or gold, uh, yeah. one of those. Or life, life insurance. You know who I love the Who's most? That? Wilford Brimley. I can't get enough <laughs> of diabetes. I, I love he's <laughs> Wilford Brimley. He's still around too. Oh, yeah, I don't know how. I thought the diabetes would have taken him by you now. Would have thought. But that he does have the greatest mustache of any like TV grandfather of all time. Oh sure, by far. All right, so here's our last story. I don't know if you saw this or not, but this is national headlines coming out of High Point, uh, North Carolina. High Point. The the High Point Rockers were um, getting ready to take the field, and then this national anthem. And the High Point Rockers, what a minor league. It's a minor league baseball, baseball team. Okay. team. Yeah, I should have said that. I know. We've documented well your secondhand embarrassment and how you hate watching people have yeah. a bad bad day. Right, right. This guy is quite possibly the world's worst rendition of the national anthem. Worse than so, Roseanne? Guys, <laughs> can I just tell you? Listen to this is a I think as much of the national anthem that we're gonna oh, get. Oh, and Fergie. Don't forget Fergie. Yeah, but this is, this is like the most the most seductive national anthem of all time. By the dawn's early light, who's right? Let me hear you, people. Please, uh. so bright, eh? beaming, and the the perilous fight or the ramparts we. We're so good. 
softly streaming and the rockets flare the bombs bursting in air gave fruit through the night that our flag was still there oh saved us that star spangled banner yet for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Wow, y'all. He he brought it home strong. Good yeah, but, he, but I guess I guess when you forget, I guess audience participation is key. <laughs> He was like, all right, guys, I, I need some help. Yeah. And then he thought he had it for a second. Uh, yeah. then, and then it was like, oh, no, I don't have it. it would, but he, I tell you, he tried to blend in playing it well, you know, as far as like <laughs> he forgot the words. He, right. he brought the people in and then he tried to, you know, play it off by continuing the thing. And then I guess he remembered the words towards the tail end of it. But yeah. yeah. How about you? How, how uncomfortable were you on that one? I, uh, that was seven out of ten. <laughs> the worst rendition, you think? I don't know, man. I saw Roseanne totally butcher it. But Roseanne intentionally went out to mess it up. Which makes it even worse. But this yeah. guy just freak. I mean, I feel sorry for a guy that, like, gets on national TV or in front of a large crowd and all of a sudden just freezes. Bites I get yeah. that. Yeah. But, you know, somebody that goes out intentionally butchers it, thinking yeah. it's going to be funny and it falls on their face. Right. Sure. And, and I get that. But just the singing part of it is the has got to be the worst. If you, you just know, take... Yeah. Not intention out of it. That was horrible. No, no, yeah. That I, I do, I do like when you see the uh, the times where like a kid is singing, and they forget the words, and the right. crowd joins in. Yeah, that's kind of that, that's that. what we're about, you know. And and this guy here, to be fair, he was a stand-in. Uh, the the original guy got. Well, they sick. did pull the beer guy down or something. <laughs> I mean. But that was the other thing: is do you not have auditions? Just play the music and just right. let the the you know everybody sing with it. But don't bring that guy out. I mean, <laughs> how did that go down? Like, uh, is there anybody here that wants to do this? this oh, is, I think I got a shot. No, this you is know? what happened. The, the beer guys were all standing back, getting their trays loaded up to walk up and down the stand. <laughs> sure. And they go, oh, our dude that's supposed to sing can't make it. He's sick, whatever. We got to have somebody go out there. And everybody's like, yeah, not me. I mean, <laughs> it's a small minor league park. You right. Maybe, you maybe got six employees in the whole place for the <laughs> right. day. They said, "All right, somebody's drawing straws." Oh, you think? Mm. And he's the poor, poor dude that drew the short straw. This guy, though, if you look at his picture, he is—he's—he's he's walking around in a pink jacket, strutting around like he owns a place. Maybe he does. So he—maybe he, <laughs> maybe they pulled him out of the limo, taking some kids to the prom or something. Right. You know? Wow! But I—but his confidence of going in. What happened from "I've got this"? Mm. I'm going to make this. I'm going to nail it. <laughs> to, yeah, to getting out there and start right. singing. Like, after the first one, you're like, oh, wait, I don't know the words to this uh, song. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, the song is something that if you've grown up in America and not a communist state, that you, right. you pretty much know the, the, the stars, Star Spangled Banner. I mean, right. it's something that is kind of ingrained into us in our childhood. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, we forget it. Yeah. I, it's that one song that we freeze up on. During that, and I, you know, I I remember having to say at the convocation or the prayer before a football game before mm-hmm. before the championship, and I froze up. Mm. I mean, I, I it's something about that crowd and the you know that mass 
accumulation of people. I don't know. Yeah, but man. And it's also an incredibly hard song to sing. Sure. I mean, I'm not that, saying that, that, that song to sound well, to do well is really hard. I've got some friends that are professional singers, and they're like, that song is just mm. difficult to right. do well. Unless, no, you're I Whitney, got you. unless you're Whitney Houston, you know, you're, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. At least, uh, it'll, but like I said, at least he didn't make it seductive like Fergie did. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You remember that one? Well, and you talked about the kids that freeze up. Um, I cannot remember this coach's name. I wish I could because Mo something, I think. Uh, I, Mo Cheeks. Mo Cheeks, yep. Yeah, I think it's 20th year, 20th year anniversary that yeah, happened. Yeah. The little girl froze up and couldn't remember the words, and the head coach of the NBA team walked over, put his arm around her, and started singing yeah. with her to help get her through it. And I thought that was, like, oh, yeah. you know, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, there's, there's no way that happened 23 years ago. That yeah. can't have happened. Yeah, you're getting old. Good gracious. Oh, anybody remember Stevie Ray Vaughan's version of it? Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you ever seen that? Yep, it was so bad. He was so smashed out of yep. his mind on cocaine. That and heroin, was, yeah. Yeah, he was so high he couldn't play the guitar. Wow. Well, you know, Marvin Gaye, uh, I, I love Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye is probably one of my all. There he is. Burlesque. What's so bright? Anybody got change for a 20? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I'm just going to have the video rolling. I feel like you I guys do what you up. need to do. I'm just going <laughs> to. No, don't get me wrong. That takes nothing away from Fergie's hotness. Okay? Right. But, man, that is. That's like Las Vegas Lounge Singer 1957. Right. No, I got you. I feel like this should be on a cruise ship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mar- Marvin Gaye's version was very similar to this too. It's very kind of like you know yeah. sexual healing, <laughs> sexual chocolate type thing. And I, you know, I love Marvin Gaye. Grew up with Marvin Gaye, but man, just a bad the, version. The fact that she sang that song with all the NBA players there, you know, wearing their like shorts, you're like, hey, but yeah, but the 18 year old NBA players like, who's right. this old woman <laughs> singing this song? Yeah, that's probably true. All right, so we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to be talking um, some hot topics. Words cannot describe how awesome Robert and his team at Webmerized are. In our time of need, Robert came through for us and devoted more time than expected to help our organization develop our new website. It truly is a blessing to have an individual that can speak to the average person not in the IT world in a manner that can easily be understood. The process of working with his team was painless, and I look forward to working with them for future projects. Our website is spectacular, and I'm really proud of what was developed by Webmerized. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Don't take Stella H's word for it and also Southern Fried Philosophies, but go out to webmerize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, or check out the sponsors link on our website. And if you mention the word biggin in your order, you'll get 10% off. Check them out at webmerized.com for your web services need. All right, we are back. You are listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We're going to talk about some hot topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. Uh, Leon, why don't you give us an update on Watchman Cigars? What are you guys up to now? Man, we got a lot of great things going on at Watchman Cigars. Um, we're partnering with a couple of yacht companies to bring something great to the folks who can financially afford some yachts. 
Uh, $96,000 right out of my budget right now, so I'm just enjoying the free trips up and down the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on some things going on with NASCAR right now, and we're about to release a new cigar. Um, March, no, May 25th. Okay. Our business partner, Don, up at South Mountain Distillery, he will be releasing that Apple Crisp Moonshine. Ooh. I was privileged to Woo. taste that before they released it. He's doing it from JB Raiders, one of the guys who've been tagged as being the legend of moonshine work with all them guys on moonshiners on discovery channel okay so you're gonna have him up there you're going to have um uh, what's the guy's name cornbread he's gonna be there you're gonna have mark so all the major Mm. guys from off of that show are coming up for this one event for this big release they've been doing a lot of uh publicity on youtube facebook pushing this brand uh but it is a phenomenal blend and to have Don collaborate with the JB Raider, the guy of Moonshiner, one mm-hmm. of the guys. Uh, it's just phenomenal for his brand. So I'm really looking forward to that release. We are working on a cigar blend for that. Max Don just hold off on it right now. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get the moonshine out there and just yeah. get everybody just knocking on the doors for the cigars. And then we're going to double back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we got our comedy shows coming up. Yeah. Um, here. And Concord, so I'm glad to announce this. Uh, we're finally bringing the funny back to Concord. We had some things going on with Jawan. Um, congratulations to him for being a new father. Had a boy. I asked all hey. the guys to really hold off on doing the first. It was supposed to be the first Friday of this month. Mm-hmm. And Chris, man, he's a phenomenal guy, the owner of Red Hill Brewery. He understood where I was coming from. I had to actually get Jawan off the ledge and say, man, you need to sit back and focus on your child right now. <laughs> sure. And let's come back to Concord on the 25th. So we're going to be okay. at Red Hill Brewery in Concord. Um the 25th is start. The doors open at 7 o'clock. Okay. Um, so we have great beer, great comedy. The guys we're working on right now have been on HBO, uh, the Comic View. So these are some good headliners we're bringing here. And one of the guys is a local comedian right here in Charlotte. All these guys are traveling up and down the East Coast, traveling with some headliners. One of the guys, he was opened up for um, Sinbad. One of the guys have opened up for, um, who's the funny guy that everybody's talking about? Chris right Rock. Not Chris Rock. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Okay. Yes, I was able to uh, meet those guys um, at a location here about four months ago. I heard Kevin Hart was going to be there. I, I don't know. That's just rumor. I, I, it could. He could be. I, I've heard that. We'll have a look at Somebody can smuggle we, him in in a purse. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We can't confirm that. <laughs> but, no, we just got a lot of great things going on with the Watchman right. brand in hand. And I'm just so glad to I can't believe it's been so long since I've been here, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. Wow. So from uh, hillbillies to hedge fund man, hedge fund man, <laughs> hedge fund managers, <laughs> there's a cigar there. There it is, man. I like that. That's good. From hillbillies, hillbillies to, to hedge, hedge fund, fund. Oh, hedge, hedge, hedge hun- hedgehogs. Write that down. We're gonna use that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark. Don't even try that. We're, we're calling Paula. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. My favorite. My favorite blend is the signature blend. You've so. talked about that I, signature I, I blend. You love it. It's a good, it's clean, a great crisp. Cigar. Yeah, it just it's yeah. a a good a good mouthfeel for a cigar smoker. I know. Don't take that I, anyway. I know. Don't take it. Not anyway, no, it's a great great blend, uh, great cigar. Yeah. So I, that's one I have to recommend. Well, yeah. I always ask, how can I make it better? I'm tubing it now. Now you were in cellophane wraps. Now you're putting them in tubes. And like we were talking uh, off air, that marinates the cigar a little bit more. So that's going to give you more of a punch yes. of flavor on your on your signature blends. And now we're doing a little something to put a little more heat to it to get it a little more flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I had one of them last week. And I don't really smoke the signature blend. I'm a big fan of my Maduro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, that thing is hot. It's phenomenal. Like not temperature hot. Oh, no. Both. 
Whoa. Temperature hot and like it's it hot. Caliente, yeah. as the kids say. We've kind of got to where we want it. And wow. to my surprise, we just released um, a 60 gauge, all Nicaraguan filler binder with a double Habano wrap. Whoa. So, Honduran wrap for our Habano cigar. Mm-hmm. Not many people are doing that, but this copycat cigar lease, I'm sure some others will be doing it by now. And literally, man, we probably sold about maybe 90 of those cigars in three days. Wow. Now, tell people what a nine a, a, a sixty gauge is. That's, that's that's the ring size. That's a fat cigar. boy. Yeah, it's it's huge. I would never put anything that big in my mouth, but it's a huge cigar, and the people love it. That's a that's a Bob Marley size. Yes. That's a Cheech and Chong yes. size. So can we label also, that the hey, biggin'? Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it is biggin'. There it is. But also, uh, he, uh, just he's going to announce today on today's show that the uh, new Southern Fry Philosophy Signature Blend Banana Pudding will be coming soon too. So I'm You're trying obsessed to, with it. I'm trying thing. to put him on a spot to okay. make this thing. Right. I, I have an idea. We had the Chick Fil A sauce one, and we've yet to see that one. Well, we see Chick Fil A sauce is already branded. Oh, yeah. so Banana Pudding isn't. Yeah, is the Banana Pudding only available in sixty gauge? <laughs> it's an actual banana. I, don't, I think that sixty gauge banana pudding cigar go, get, uh, go against my keto diet. So, yeah, I tell you what, we got our Concord Bourbon Group meeting coming up. Yep, you talk to my sister, get up at that bar to put that uh, banana pudding together for us, mm-hmm. and I'll bring those cigars up to not show you how to do it. Okay, oh, all right, there we go. There, we go. there it is. Okay, sounds done. Good. Coming soon. <laughs> all right, so you wanted to talk about uh, this week in AOC. So uh, our. Uh, our venerable uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. I was on Instagram posting on her story uh, this past Monday um, saying that, this, and I quote, this D.C. apartment is so bougie and has bougie. things I've never seen before. Like, what? what is a garbage disposal really for? Really? She doesn't know what the garbage disposal is. Using. Is this what social mobility is all about? Oh, Lord. Using kitchen appliances you've never seen growing up, growing up. Leon, what's what's your take on a garbage disposal? Yay or nay? I'm yay. I like it. You're pro garbage disposal. I'm pro garbage disposal. Marty, pro garbage. I, yeah, absolutely. I'm, and this is going to sound weird. I'm kind of having the opposite experience of her right now. Right. Um, I recently moved about six months ago, mm-hmm. and for the past twenty years, my previous house had a garbage disposal. I actually changed it out like three times over the course of twenty years because those things wear out. Right. Yeah. Uh, my new you're, house. Listen, you're using it a lot, by the way. My new house doesn't have one. And <laughs> really? Yeah. My, and it's because we're out in the country, we're well septic, and you oh, have to have yeah. a different garbage disposal oh, yeah. for a well septic thing. Oh, yeah. I just haven't gotten around to installing a new one yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through the whole process now of like when my son leaves oatmeal in the bottom of the bowl, I'm straining mm-hmm. it out with the sink oh, strainers no. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of totally opposite. I guess I've taken a step back. And I'm no longer I'm I'm socially mobily downward. Mm-hmm. Right. At the time she's so you're moving, no longer a part of the ten percent. And, and now yeah. that she's moving up the food chain, I'm moving down the food chain because I'm having to strain my own garbage now. So question Ooh. though, like is is it why why is a garbage disposal not a normal thing? Well, uh, um, in from, New from, York, yeah, from the reading I, I, I've done today on this is that uh, in New York passed a an ordinance that mm-hmm. garbage disposals were not allowed. It was against regulations. Uh, that was up until 1987, I believe. So I'm not exactly sure why they banned them. I'm sure they were afraid of pollution in the East River. There you go. I, is that, or I'm sure so, the, the sewer systems there probably okay. couldn't right. hold it. You know. So before 1987, you couldn't get one, but right. now, now after there are, you can. But still, they're they're not kind of a, a popular thing there in New York. I'm okay. sure it's probably an expensive thing because you know. 
uh, landlord, you Got know, Lard, Lard, a, a lot of downtown, <laughs> a lot of Lard. Uh, Lard. <laughs> well, I, got my, I got my mind on uh, biscuits and uh, banana pudding right now. Good gracious. So, uh, Speaking of garbage disposals. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, you know, I'm, you know a, lot of par, a lot of New York City, not rural New York, but a lot, a lot of the NYC area mm-hmm. is, you know, rent controlled, owned by landlords, owned sure. by conglomerates of investment companies. So I'm uh, sure that, you know, if every company had to install, Garbage disposal on every unit. I mean, that's that's bukus of okay. bucks. Well, I mean, a lot of those buildings go back hundred years or more, yeah, and yeah. you're talking about having to upgrade the plumbing, the handles, yeah. so they're not, they're not, and they're not going to invest that money. So I don't okay. think I don't necessarily think it's bougie. It's just that maybe she's never been around okay. one. But I mean, for her to post stuff like this and then make it a social issue, okay, is it's just. I mean, come on, hey buddy, we can do better than this. Well, AOC, everything's a social issue with her, though. Exactly. All right, so let's talk about uh, Facebook. They're banning people. Uh, they banned old Alex Jones this week. They some guy, jo- uh, Paul Joseph Watson, uh, the Louis Mar- Farrakhan, Mary Martupolis, uh, Laura Loomer. Uh, who is the who's the long Greek name guy? Uh, Milo. Milo Mart. Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, that guy, yeah. Balky Bartokimus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that the guy from Bosom Buddy? Because of Balky. Anyway, so they banned them from Facebook. What do you? What say you about banning people from social media platforms? I think it's bad business. Um, I mean, obviously Facebook. I mean, they can do what they want to. I mean, right. I, I, Private I, company. I, yeah. They can do what they want. I, mean, I, I don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think you know, even Louis Farrakhan. The guy said some vile stuff. I mean, against Jews, against white people, against Hispanics. I mean, the guy is not, and he's also said, you know, vile things against, you know, black people that may not believe exactly the way he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's, the guy's been a preacher of hatred. And I'm, are we okay? Do we need to to run it by Leon? Are we okay to say that word? Oh, you okay with it? What vile? No, the black word. Black? Are you okay with that? Hang on. I promise this happened today. One of the guys I work with on doing some yachts, he had his uh, publicist get up and call me. And she's sitting there talking about working with some NFL players. She's like, Leon, you know, I had this, you know, I had this, you know, I I could tell she was really struggling. She says, you know, you know, these African Americans. I said, hold on. I said, you can say black. I said, it's okay. I said, I don't get offended by that. And we sat back and we laughed about 10 or 15 minutes. And so she got up, she called me. She said, I didn't offend you, didn't I? I said, I told you you didn't offend me. It's right. okay to say black. <laughs> so the, you say it now. I'm like, man, here we go again. Here we go. All right. So we got the clear from Leon. We're allowed to say Isn't it funny, though, how, like, we can sit around as normal people and we can have a conversation and have so much fun with it and nobody gets offended by anything we say because we all know we're coming at it honestly from a genuine place. Right. And we just live in our lives and share in our experiences. Nobody has any agenda or gets offended whatsoever. But you got all these politically correct people that are in positions of what they perceive to be authority that get tied up in knots because she's afraid to say the word black in front of you. That's the problem right now. This world has gotten so politically so politically correct. It's it's it's, it's really hurting this next generation. Absolutely, sure. they, they don't know how to talk to each other. Yes. Right. Now, continue, sir. All right, there we go. Maybe I'll give you a jumping off point. So, do, why do you think Farrakhan was included in the list? Because other than I him, had, I think they had to have one sacrificial, saying, sacrificial lamb. Every, other than him, everybody is on a certain side of the right. pers- political spectrum. Other than him, right, now right. I would argue that there he's actually far right, also 
just from a different worldview. Because to me, far right and far left, it's a big circle. It's not a linear thing. Right. And I think he is uh, he's at the top, or top, bottom of the circle, however you want to look at it. Um, his ideology is I'm right, you're wrong. There is no other path. Right. And anything that anything or anyone that doesn't agree with me is vile. See, I, I believe it or not, I actually like Louis Farrakhan. I think, oh, I'm going to love this. I know. I actually think he has. He actually has some really good arguments against certain things. I mean, for example, crony capitalism. I, I fully believe that. I fully believe in um, the social, uh, the, the prison reform. The social justice laws for drug. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually agree with the guy. Just because he's Louis Farrakhan and has said some evil things about guys that look like me doesn't make me want to hate him. He's actually right on a couple things, you know. Uh, but besides that, you know, Laura Loomer, who uh, most infamously, infamously uh, changed herself to Twitter because she was banned from Twitter um, for saying some things that they perceived as mis- or, uh, racist and uh, Islam- Islamophobic, actually. Um, also, she doesn't prescribe to the uh, or subscribe to the intersectional politics. She right. got banned from Twitter. Um, Alex Jones, we, we all know about Alex Jones. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who's a, a gay man who's actually married to a black guy who's accused of being a racist. He's also a Jew, also. I thought he played for Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Not that guy. Oh, okay. My but, bad. You know, yeah, so the, it, I don't know. It, it, I hate that Facebook's doing this. I mean, I have to engage in Facebook so much right. just because of my business and you know, it's a selling platform. I'm the same way. Facebook only, like I said, only bans a certain political persuasion, you know, and but they will keep things up there that are, I mean, they just expose one of the largest pedophile rings that's basically using Facebook. Yeah. Off of, and that was up for years. So I don't know. This is going to be a good segue. You, Mojo, you guys wanted to talk about what it really means for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, three three ideologies that have probably been more misconstrued as being in the Constitution, <laughs> but it's actually in the Declaration of, of Independence. Yeah. So, Which is um, a good movie, by the way. That is a very good movie. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually... I was thinking about Independence Day. My I, was actually, uh, I was actually uh, um, uh, live-tweeting another... Uh, podcast on uh, States Vegas Radio. Though. Okay, um, appetite for a discussion mm-hmm. last night, and um, the uh, the guest who has a little more left wing per, uh, perspective than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, my I think my perspective is not right. I, I, I proclaim myself as a libertarian. I'm classified as a libertarian. So um, on my voter ID card. <laughs> so anyway, so so to be clear, you're you're saying that your perspective is more. Right, I, I, as I'm, in left, right versus more right. Well, well, I think it's right. I mean, because in our general political spectrum that we talk about, if he classifies himself as a libertarian, he's probably center right on most. I issues. think center right. I'm I'm very socially liberal. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm very fiscally conservative. Okay. I believe ultimately in individual freedom. So you know, the, there's a T-shirt that just came out. That I saw that uh, the other day was. Um, I believe that uh, gay couples should be able to grow marijuanas while protecting it with AR-15s. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So that's a perfect thing. I could care less what you do. The, the classic libertarian, and I, I, I understand this because this is who I am as well. So we're going to agree with each other a lot. It may not be. It might get boring here for a few minutes. <laughs> Leanne, um, what are you doing? You're in the back, like shaking your head. Is that because of of Marty? 
Or, oh, no, Candy she's Crush. Looking at, she's looking at banana pudding Actually, recipes. That's really good. I think I might start playing Candy Crush now. <laughs> it's like, to, to me, my whole politi- political philosophy can be summed up in is, I don't care what you do uh-huh. as long as it doesn't affect me. There you I go. Agree. And I don't. And honestly, if you want to marry your pet goat, go for it, dude. Not my problem. Yeah. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. I guess. But the question that was kind of posed on the other podcast was: someone was talking about um, everyone um, should be guaranteed health insurance. Health insurance is a right. Here we and, go again. And I disagree with that. Um, and he his premise of the argument and i've actually invited this guest on mm-hmm. this guy on for to our podcast so the Can premise is we're, we're guaranteed life mm-hmm. okay so yeah we're guaranteed life but we're not guaranteed life at what expense i mean you know I, health insurance is not a guarantee is not a, is not a right it's or it's it's a privilege to have health insurance i mean what 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 do we how do we end that um do we, we say life ends at 80 i mean you know i'm, I'm guaranteed life should, right. should i should I burden taxpayers? Well, unless you're in Brian Sims' district. <laughs> should we guarantee or should we burden the taxpayers to keep me alive till 90 because I'm guaranteed life? I mean, should we boondoggle the insurance industry to keep uh, someone who is terminally ill, stage four cancer, you know, uh, alive because we're guaranteed life? So this is the Thanos. Uh, Thanos argument? The Thanos argument, yeah. 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 Explain because I've never seen Thanos. Yeah. Mathematical certainty that there are too that there are limited resources, and if left unchecked, life will eventually uh, exceed the capability of existing resources to pr- to promote life and to sustain life. So what you're looking at is a way to manage the population to make sure that existing resources can. Sustain a that's certain a, that's level the Thanos of Thanos theory. Well, that's the that's the, probably the overstated. Yeah, you know, I mean, you uh, think that's, that's, the, that's a great that's and the no, Boyd and, and Crowder I, explanation of. And like, I, I, I don't, I, I, and that's not my that's not my that's not my theory or theology. There, um, you know, the average lifespan um, in the eighteen hundreds was if you were forty years old, you're oh, an yeah. old person, unless you were like a member of a certain. Like segment of society, sure. like extended lifespans were common, but you also had babies. You know, a lot of babies died at the yeah. very beginning. Sure, you know, right. there a lot of infant mortality brought the average down. Mm-hmm. If you got to a certain point, just like it is in our society today, if you got to a certain point, your life expectancy was in the sixties and seventies. Right. So. That's kind of my point now. I mean, the life expectancy now is what seventy, seventy-two. I think is the average life expectancy yeah. in the United States. That's double, almost double what it was in the 1800s. We've, we've come a long way. Yeah. So that goes back to that thing of health care. I, I mean, health care is a privilege. It's not a right. It is not your right for me to have to pay for it out of my pocket. Yeah. And I know that kind of sounds horrible, you know, and that kind of goes against the Medicare for all. But, you know, Medicare for all and those systems like that end up in rationing. You know, we have so many case examples in Europe where – um, Finland just folded their whole healthcare industry. Just uh, health. Finland had a government subsidized healthcare industry, and they just said all of a sudden the other day, I think like ten days ago, said, "Guess what? I'm sorry, uh, we got to fold. We can't do it anymore." I Could, mean, because couldn't fund it. Couldn't fund it because it came such a burden yeah. that they, their liabilities exceeded their benefits. Well, well here you talk about life expectancy, and this is something. Yeah, you know, I've, I've talked to you a little bit about my boy Andrew Yang. 
And as a libertarian, it sounds kind of funny that I'm kind of on board with Andrew, but I just love the dude. Um, he's, he's, inter- he's an interesting fellow. He's very interesting, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to listen. What I was thinking about Yang, um, it's something he campaigns on a lot. You were talking about life expectancy in this country. Uh, the last three years, our life expectancy has dropped. It's the first time since the early 1900s that we've had three consecutive years of life expectancy dropping. And it's because of suicides and drug overdoses. Right. Well, you think about that. that and this in the most, the most prolific, the most advanced society in the history of the planet. We are the richest, most advanced society in the history of this planet. Unless the aliens were here 100,000 years ago and we forgot about it. Um, and we have people that can't deal with the living in that society. Right. They are so emotionally and mentally handicapped. And I don't mean that as a birth thing. I think we as a society are handicapping them with the way we're educating them. Sure. That they would rather check out either chemically because they can't deal or just check out altogether mm. because they can't deal. That's right. And it's enough of it's happening that our life expectancy yeah. as a society is dropping. No, I agree 100% on that. Well, that and, you know, you had the factor in the the endless wars that we've had since 2001. I mean, you, you know, average, what was the suicide, the suicide rate for soldiers? 22 average, a day. Yeah, 22 oh, a day. Okay. I mean, so that that's – I mean, you, you think about that. That is insane. But yeah. war makes money. Um, what what does you know what does liberty mean in the Declaration of Independence? You know, I I, I always consider that to be an individual thing. You know, and I, I, this is where, as a history guy, I'm a, I'm a huge history nut. I was destined to be a high school history teacher until fate intervened twenty some odd years ago, um, and I felt like we, you know, as imperfect as our society is in practice, ideologically. The beginning of our society was about as pure as it could get. Um, if you took the ideology that our society was founded on and applied it equally to everybody, then you're looking at a pretty good start. Right. The problem is, in practice, we never applied that equally to everybody. <laughs> you're right. No, we didn't. Yeah. Um, and that's, right. that's one of the great failings of our society is that we did not figure out how to do that. And we're still at this point, you know, what, 200 and some odd years, 260 odd years later, still trying to figure that out. But ideologically, the words that were written are right, and that's the to me is the best starting point in human history. But uh, but yeah, exactly. But also thinking, you know, if you add up all the documents, the Bill of Rights, Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and even other other side documents, um, we have we have you know as imperfect as the founders were, as as flawed men. We still had the words of these guys trying to correct the current culture of that time. Just like if you read the Bible, mm-hmm. and the Bible has talks, you know, talks about, you know, the enslavement and, and the the weak and, and the persecuted woman and all everything that we see in today's politics. We try to, to to expound upon. You know, the Bible talks about just like the Bill of Rights. Says, we're trying to make corrections corrections in a current culture, mm-hmm. and I think that's where you know. At, as imperfect as society was back then when these documents were written, that we're trying to correct the ills of our society that we've seen were wrong. And, you know, the liberty, the personal liberty. And what drives me nuts as someone who wants personal freedom, I don't care what you do as long as it doesn't affect me, the non-aggression principle. As long as you're not aggressive to me, aggressive to my family, I could care less Mm -hmm. what you do and what – as we tr- as we troll down the highway towards socialism, which I, I know that's kind of probably some 
overexpounded upon term socialism, but we we are. I think we're chasing this fantasy of this new theology of state worship where state can provide everything. State can provide me an income. State can provide me health insurance. State can provide me groceries. State can provide me housing, free education. I mean, why do we stop at that? Why not free contraception? Why not free, uh, free food, free gaming entertainment, free, you know, talking about happiness. What if I'm, what if my happiness is on, is on a 60 foot, a uh, uh, cigarette speedboat. That's my happiness. Or one pro- of the yachts that, that Leon. Exactly. Has. I mean, why not provide all of that? I mean, yeah. why stop at these things? Why limit ourselves? Well, I think we're we're getting into a situation where it's like we. It's a gener- I, I, I hate to say generational. I really do, but I'm kind of getting to that where the greatest generation that fought World War II was a very selfless generation. You know, a cause came up, they had to fight their great war, and they came back from that war, and the horrors, think about the stuff that those guys... The what? The horrors. Okay. Not horrors, horrors. <laughs> I checked out, and they came back, I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> that, that those guys experienced. And they came back to a country, and they had to go to work. Yeah. And they got up every day and did what they had to do. And they begot the baby boomer generation, which I, you know, I'll be honest with you, is statistically the worst generation in the history of this country. Right. Shout those, out to the, those guys. Had oh, I tell my mom this. We're all, all, we're all products of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I tell I tell anybody who will listen, the baby boomer generation had everything given to them, and they turned around and I can't use the phrases in my head right now. Sure, but they Alex Trebek wiped their backside with it. <laughs> right. That's, you know, yeah. it's right. just not good enough for what they wanted. And then the next generation came along, and we we're a little bit different. You know, sure um, we are. And now we've got the millennials who have kind of picked up where the baby boomers left off, right? And they just don't. I, I sent a tweet. I, like I said, we live in Twitter, and I like to push buttons, just have some fun. I sent a tweet earlier this earlier today. It was uh, baby boomers equal the worst generation ever. Millennials hold my beer, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's how I genuinely feel about it. And here's here's the thing. Just of course, out of, out of every generation, you have those people who exceed the exceed the the general populace, right. and those people will be successful in the next. And they would be successful in any generation yeah. in any era because they understand that it takes personal sacrifice and effort to get anything mm-hmm. out of life. That's right. You know, I mean, if you think how far we've progressed in the last, you know, 120 years, we've gone from, you know, horse and buggy industry to supercomputers to possibly landing on and colonizing Mars and the moon. I mean, this generation of millennials, if they actually. A lot of them. I mean, there's a lot of them doing great. Don't get me wrong. So the ones out there listening to this podcast that you're not in your mom's basement and you're um, eating Cheetos on a beanbag right now. Um, now, now the crazy is Takis. Takis. There's an article, speaking of millennials, that uh, in the Atlantic this week. And mm-hmm. I really, you know, I, I, I try to read a lot of different publications from all over the spectrum of um, belief systems. And... The article is basically talking about how the millennials have never experienced a good economy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it, it made me scratch my head. Like, they're complaining about their student loan debt and their credit card debt. And 
I don't get it. It, it really bothers me because I, I went to college. I paid for it myself. I came out of school with you know, minimal debt. You know why? Because I worked 45 hours a week while I was in college. Yeah. This seems to be a foreign concept to these kids. I, they would rather take yeah. out $40,000 a year worth of loans and actually just bust their butt and get something done. And uh, it, they really struggle. I really struggle with it. And they're like, oh, there are no jobs. Dude, it's 3.6 unemployment right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I remember going to college and going through the whole process. And they're like, it's going to cost you know X amount of dollars a year. And I looked at my dad like, well, how are you going to pay for this? And then he looked at me and was like, well, how are you going to pay for this? <laughs> and I had to figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, but the – I'm, I'm not. I'm saying burden in air quotes, so you guys can't see it. But the burden of having a student loan out of college, and and I went into ministry also. I wasn't getting paid a whole lot, but you do have to figure it out at some point. And part of me wonders, like how how much time have we given to the millennials to actually figure it out? Now, granted, mom and dad aren't helping by letting them come back in, and that's on an all time high as well. But like, if they if if worse comes comes to worse. For that generation, will they rise up? Well, this is the same generation that since they were five years old, every time they went to a soccer game, they got a freaking trophy or a medal. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I think had that's an easy. iPad in front of them. Oh, yeah, exactly. These are the same kids that are out there picking daisies and you know chasing butterflies in the outfield instead of paying attention to the game and actually playing the game. But I did the same thing. You know, I was looking at airplanes when yeah, it was. And, you know, but things have changed, though. Things have drastically changed. Yeah, you know, we, we policed it. When we were kids, I, I, I tell the story to my son. My son's thirteen, and I'm not as overly proud of this, but I, I kind of am because this is the world we grew up in. I was a pitcher on my little league baseball team, and we had a kid who didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. He had no desire to play baseball, but his parents made him. Mm-hmm. And he would stand there, and they'd put him in the field, and somebody hit a ball to him, and he would just watch the ball roll by him, like well, I didn't want to be here anyway. Okay, fine, you don't yeah. want to be here. That's great. The next day in batting practice, when I'm the pitcher, I beamed him. <laughs> and when I was asked why, when they asked me why I hit him, I said, because he didn't try to catch the ball. <laughs> you pleased him. Yeah, exactly. See, that, that's you know, life. Because if a, you don't try in life, somebody's going to police you. That's right. Now, you know, I've, I've said this before, and I know this is controversial because we just had another school shooting. Right. But – the, the the moment we took zero zero tolerance out of school, I think we opened up the door for this um, overwhelming policy of not letting bullies getting what they deserve. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because a lot of times in school, man, I, I, I a lot of problems were solved by fists being thrown on a on a play playground. I, absolutely, I, I, that that brings me to the one thing that Brian Sims did. Yeah, I mean that that guy. I mean. He is a product of nobody ever beating his ass when he desperately needed it. Yeah, he thinks he's above everything right now. He's the I don't know if you are you familiar with the story. No, he there are two videos going around right now on the internet of uh, Brian Sims. He's a uh, member of the Pennsylvania House. He's okay. not not U.S. congressman, but state congress. And uh, in one of them, he is for seven minutes straight harassing an eighty-year-old woman who's doing nothing but praying outside of an abortion clinic. Mm. She's just standing there praying. He's a uh, harassing her for her beliefs. Uh, the next video, or there are three teenage girls. He is harassing them, calling them racist, and offering $100 to anybody who can publicly identify them with contact information so they can be harassed online. Mm. This is a public elected official. 
<laughs> not for long. No, that's no, no, just he it. He's in, he's in a district he, that beer can could run in that with a D beside its name, and it would get elected. Wow. He's actually had, for the two, for three elections I think he's been a part of, he's had no opposing running mate. Oh, gotcha. Nobody's running. The, the Republicans don't on, even on the, Repo- on the Republican yeah. side. They don't even put anybody against him because they know it's a lost cause. Well, mm-hmm. Number one, this guy this guy checks several boxes in the intersectional politics category. Uh, he's, he's openly gay, which I could care less about. Um, except he prescribes a theology where it becomes super radical. Like, I'm, I'm not just like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I happen to be gay. This is like... His entire identity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It, 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 he just starts with that. That's You know, he hands the business card. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm Brian Sim, so I'm openly gay. I actually don't know if that's his card, but I'm just assuming right. just because that's that's the platform. He, he leads with that more times than Yeah, that's the platform that he runs on. So he he's that. He's, you know... Ironically, he's for women's rights, except for when women are protesting or yeah. silently praying. I mean, just he 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 checks so many boxes in intersectional politics. So the thing that drives yeah. me crazy, what we were talking about, what why I brought this up is, you know, imagine being the father of one of those teenage girls. Sure. You got this creepy, yeah, public official whose face, his uh, his uh, Twitter profile picture is him flipping the bird. Oh, that's lovely. I mean, that's his. He's, pro- he's classy. He's yeah. a classy dude. Yeah. Um, but you know, could you imagine? I mean, if he did that to my daughter, one of us would be in jail. Sure. I mean, it's just how it is. Right. And that guy. Unfortunately, it, you'd be in a jail for associated hate crime too, yeah, because but, you know yeah, someone. But I'm the it. only one who's the. I'm the only one who's wrong because I call him out on it. There's nobody mm-hmm. in the national media calling him out on this. Hmm. You might know, think about it. If I'm going we'll to use an example, I don't know. Um, I don't like Ted Cruz, but you know he, he looks like um, the Dracula. He looks like the he dude. looks like Cal Dracula. <laughs> well, he looks like the dude from the yeah, basically the monsters, the yeah. Um, yeah, from yeah, the monsters. Yeah. I was thinking but, about the cereal. Um, but <laughs> you know, if if he did something similar, could you imagine oh, the geez, outcry? Yeah. You made, if he was at an you know if he was taking part at a protest in any clinic. The outcry yeah. from the, the normal media would be insane. And I get that. I think if we step back just a tish, one, I think we can. I think most people would agree that that your your example guy is way out of left field. I don't know. He's I, not I think, anymore. That's just that, it. I think if you look at mainstream America, not media, right. okay, you would say this guy's a little bit off. I, I think that he's he's probably he's not getting media attention. Um, you know, nobody's calling him on his bull crap, but most people would say that he's he's off his rocker. Um, but who would be the bad guy if the dad of one of those girls punched him in the mouth? Media wise, I'm not talking about. But why among does it this care table. about media? Like, well, because that's the perception of a lot of people. I, they but can I don't spin think it so. like that. Because you're you're found so. either innocent or guilty in the public public eye but based on what the news media reports. If that's the case, then why is Trump president? Because there's a lot of people in four key states that said, I don't have a job, and I'm angry as hell about it. And that's why Trump is president. But Pennsylvania, think, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Ohio. And that is they could care less president. if he said, grab him by the kitty. He does not care. And, he, and I They get were thinking that. he was an animal lover is what they were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. I, I think for, for most common sense people and I, and I think I totally agree we say on the show that common sense is a superpower I totally get that and I think that it's a dying art but I think that we have to give at least a little bit of credibility to to these these millennials because I've seen some really cool stuff that these millennials are are kicking out and doing that that are helpful and and we can at least say 
for a little bit that they they do care about at least other people um, and wanting to, to – you said, like, we didn't start off America great. We said that, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness took most people, but not all people, into consideration. I think at least this generation is at least saying, well, we understand that we have to bring everybody with us. Like, right. we have to at least respect people. And, and I think that my dad's generation, I can tell you, not my dad specifically, but my dad's generation will say, that guy is from that side of the tracks and I don't like him. That's not, that's not right. Or that guy is gay and I don't like him. I don't want to have any part of him. But at least we're having conversations oh, yeah. and we're bringing at least that part of America a little bit more diverse and at least open to at least have conversations and, and allow people to say, hey, I want to marry my goat. Okay, great. You go marry your goat, and that's fine. Otherwise, back in my dad's generation, he would have been. Yeah, I, th- I think you're seeing. I think you're seeing. I don't. Know, I could couldn't quote percentages, but you you have the people that are super accepting. Whatever you want to do, go flies, and then you have mm-hmm. the other third or other third. You know, other tw- two thirds that are so stuck in their ways, right or left, mm-hmm. that they're not giving any inch to the ground. You have so pe- so many people. Uh, you know, as we were talking off before show, how, um, like for example, atheist, and right. I, I, and I, not I, I respect people who are atheists because I have questions too. I think as sure. part of the human condition, you know, when you mix spirituality with the human condition, you have questions. If you don't, you're not a normal person, right? I mean, yeah, if you are 100 percent convinced of anything. You're not normal. exactly right. so. You know, I, I can sympathize with with a, with I will an say biscuits and gravy are uh, awesome. One hundred percent, I agree with that. Okay, all right, but so. but, but I can. Well, sim- we don't claim to be normal. That's right. <laughs> I can sympathize with the atheist, but I can't sympathize with the atheist who takes their radical ideology that you know they're such a, they're so against religion, but that their atheism becomes religion. And I'll give you that one hundred percent. If if we're gonna say you have to respect me. Then that goes both ways. You have to respect my ideas, and I have to respect yours. But and I agree with you too. You guys were talking about off show about you know that if you agree with me, you you have to agree with me, but I don't have to agree with you. Like that sure. that doesn't fly. I don't I don't agree with that at right. all. But we have to at least be willing to listen to each other. I agree. Um, well, you know, and I don't. Yeah, I will listen to anybody. Sure. Yeah, I will but listen. You're to not you. normal. I will listen to you because I respect your opinion. Right. Or I will listen to you out of entertainment value. <laughs> Those are the two reasons. And right. then that's that if you if you went through the people that I follow on Twitter, you could actually probably categorize them just by looking and go, okay, listens entertainment. Sure. Listens entertainment. Yeah. Speaking of entertainment, Miss America. Oh. Uh, so, Miss America, there was the contest this week. By the way, I'm just going to say that yeah. the hottie from North Carolina who won Miss America. Mm-hmm. She's kind of cute. How about you? Salutes off, hats off to the uh, Tar Heel State. <laughs> yeah, Rock Hill, Rock Hill native, moved to Charlotte, right? Oh, how about you? I didn't Lawyer. I mean, this, this girl's got it going on. Mm. Attorney. Did, did, I mean, she is. She is. Raise your hand. Did, I, I did just, anybody I, watch it? Oh no, no! no I, I didn't even no. know what was going on. No. I'm just hoping she. I'm just hoping she will be my future ex-wife. That's all. I, I, I'm just hoping for that. So there is a bit that I listen to um, from Kentucky Sports Radio, and they do a thing where they will uh, have the uh, the question that was asked to Miss America. They'll give the idiot, stupid guy on the show thirty seconds to answer, and then they play the uh, answer. 
that Miss America gave, and then they vote on who gave a better answer, the idiot radio guy or Miss America. We have five people here, so that's... Uh, I, I, are we voting? Yeah, well, so. are, we the, are we the idiots? <laughs> so the problem is, is I am the official idiot, because <clears throat> I don't follow politics. I do not listen. I don't subs- like, listen to what you guys do. I'm like the idiot that... Likes to Point watch second. cartoons. Point and, so you are you are definitely a beauty pageant contestant tonight. So I'm playing the part of a beauty pageant contestant. I have listened to the show. I don't know exactly what the the questions are. I can't remember because it was a couple days ago. Um, so, so we're gonna. So we're gonna big see. is Mr. Congenialities. There we go. We're gonna see how this works. So from the state of North Carolina, <laughs> big and Patton. <laughs> The 2020 election is right around the corner. What is one issue you would like all candidates to address and why? Uh, so my answer would be that I think that mental health is one of the hot topics that needs to be addressed by um, all the politicians for this upcoming election series. It's It's been uh, one of those things that has been in the news, whether you're a, a crazed gunman or you are a veteran or you're just a guy in a cubicle that, that all deal with. So I would think that mental illness needs to be one of those things that need to be addressed. Well, being from a border state and being born and raised in a border city, immigration is something that is very important to me. This is not a black and white issue, and that is why we need to have discussions and continue to listen to each other. I think that there's so many people out there wanting the American dream, and my parents immigrated here from Monterrey, Mexico. (laughs) And I am their representation of their American dream. All right, so there you go. Who who won? Was that uh, Biggin or Miss America? I'm gonna I'm gonna give that round to you. Oh wow! Because uh, she kind of like she it's like, it's like the girl who introduces like oh by the way our specials are this tonight and it doesn't like details the specials. Mm-hmm. She actually went into that. I actually had a, a valid point. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'm with Mojo. On that. Okay. I would uh, I would give you that one. Uh, be, honestly, because she went with the um, low hanging fruit. Yeah. But didn't um, back it up anyway. Well, I mean, she you know she had her cheap applause line. Yeah. Right, she got I'm, that. I'm an I'm an immigrant. Yay me from wherever. Well, from, from, and, yeah. But you know, there, take, there's you know, a Mexican restaurant. There's <laughs> a lot of substantial or substantial things that need to be addressed with mental health mm-hmm. and. I don't think anybody has any clue what the answers right. are because we constantly breed crazy people. Sure. I mean, we incentivize the breeding of crazy people. Yeah, 100%. So, Leon, do you want to vote on that one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my Instagram. I ain't got time for you people. I'm out. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, here's... All right, here's, here's the next question. question is, for the past two years, the hashtag MeToo and hashtag Time's Up have dominated our national conversation. However, some believe it has only deepened the divide between men and women. Have these movements gone too far? Oh, boy. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to get crushed on this one. Uh, so the Me Too movement, I think, is good uh, in the fact that it did bring to light some of the issues that have been plaguing women uh, in uh, their jobs and their their careers and 
Uh, I, I do think that it's been good. I do think the po- the negative piece of that is I think that they have gone a little bit too far because I do see in uh, our society where men may not be as comfortable with like just hanging out with a, with a woman uh, just on like a one on one basis, or they may not feel comfortable in a job situation just hanging out with them uh, all together. So uh, I think it was good uh, to for the um, sexual <laughs> part of it, but then not in the other part. The end. <laughs> I got something for that. I'm back in now. Oh, now, now he's back in. The Me Too movement, I support that. But let's flip that. There have been a lot of men been put in situations where women have made some off-the-wall comments, mm-hmm. still make some off-the-wall sexual comments towards men. What about us, man? We got feelings, too. Sure. No, I got you. How did it look? Let's say you at work, mm-hmm. female comes up to you, hits on you. How would you look as a male going to your <laughs> HR manager reporting that? Let's be honest. If, if a woman is hitting at me uh, at my work, there's a problem with that lady. She's had way too much to drink, uh, for one. Or two, uh, hopefully I'm working from home and that happens all the time. <laughs> so, so let's be clear. If that ever happens, that's a good day for me. Now let's say you work at, you work at home with your wife, just to be right, clear for everybody. Sure. That's yeah, why yeah. he's saying that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I understand. I mean, because I've had these conversations with my queen, and I, mm-hmm. as a man, I can't see going to my HR man. Look, man, this is happening to me. I can't do it, man. I got to just ride, let that one ride out. You'll get laughed out of the room, exactly. Especially if it's an HR guy. Yes, he's gonna look at you. What's wrong with you? Go back to work. Yes, yeah. I can't do it. Now, All right, but your wife, on the other hand, is gonna cut both of you. Yes. <laughs> She has a long knife too, man. Oh, all right. Let's see. Let's see what uh, Miss America's answer was. I don't think these movements have gone too far. What Me Too and Times Up are about are making sure that we foster safe and inclusive workplaces in our country. As an attorney, that's exactly what I want to hear, and that's exactly what I want for this country. I think they're good movements. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant to say. <laughs> all right, Mojo. Can I vote neither? Oh, none of us did it. <laughs> I, I, I'll have to give that round to her. Okay. All right. Uh, Leon, are you, plus or minus? Plus. He's, he, I got a plus for me? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. All right. Who did better? Her or me? I'm going to give her that one. Yeah. I, I, I mean, so. she was you know, she was on point, and I, I agree with what she said. I don't always agree that these movements are on or that the movements are on point but what she said was on point okay all right i didn't do so hot on that one all right so here's the last and final question is in october my friend kelsey quayle was fatally shot while innocently driving to work in your opinion what is the largest contributing factor to the high rate of gun violence in our nation yeah, so uh, my answer is going to be, again, I'm going back to the mental health issue. I think that that is the number one reason. I think that there are significant um, parameters for uh, people to get guns. Uh, I will say that I, if you're going to get a, a firearm, a pistol permit, I will agree that there probably should also be a, um, a long gun permit, which you do not need in, in the U.S. So I will say add a long gun permit uh, but we really got to focus on mental health at the end all right so let's see let's see what she said i think that what contributes to the high rate of gun violence is the availability to all of the weapons i think there has to be another look into the gun reform and we have to consider mental health in this situation as well oh, because no, it's going to be tough 
is not just about guns. This is about what is going on in the in the minds of these of these um, of these people. It, uh, <laughs> sorry, of these people who are using these weapons against everyone. It's definitely a mental health issue. It's not just a gun. Whoa, she stumbled a little bit. Do I get any extra credit for that? Well, you didn't stumble, I don't think. Yeah, I know. Like, she stumbled and I didn't. I, I'm going to give you credit because you articulated your your response better. Yes. I'm not saying I agree with it, <laughs> but I'm saying that you articulated your point a lot better. Yay. I will agree with the, the mental health thing. I, I agree that you articulated your point. Yes. I think with her, she started talking and then looked down a judge's row and realized there were a bunch of southern dudes and owned a bunch of guns. And she's like, oh, she's got a back I better change my direction she real quick. So... I, I I would give you the All right. I'd give you the thumbs up on that one. Um, I, I again I think that's really what happened. She's like you know she she's competitive. She wants to win. She's sure. been training for this moment her entire life, right. and she's reading the body language of these old dudes that are probably seventy five yeah. and paid a bunch I, of money to be there. Or they could be young women. I have no clue. I didn't see the show. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, no, if she was pandering to young women, that'd have been banned guns. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. So. All right, so I, I've prepared extensively for the past 30 seconds so leon are you gonna uh, so far it's a sweep for me issue okay all right so there we go i won what what did you win um biscuits and gravy (laughs) i wish i wish i would have had one of those banners to go oh that we'll do that next year fried philosophy banner we'll do that next year like a little crown a tiara and a a banner it wouldn't be a tiara it's got to be some kind of like Real manly hat. Oh, like a cowboy hat. No, like a a sachet. Maybe a backwards uh, trucker hat. <laughs> we'll give him a yeah. We'll give him a sachet, and then we'll give him a bottle of bourbon for a bouquet. There you go. That'd and be also fantastic. that that, that yeah. nice uh, to go box of Bojangles biscuits and gravy <laughs> with a spork. There's one another bottle of Woodford brought in here. So no doubt. All right. Well, I missed that. <laughs> Don't we all? That wraps up our show. Hey, thanks for tuning in once again. You can go to our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy or website at southernfryphilosophy.com. You can also go to the iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Any place you basically listen to a podcast, you can find us there. Just put in the old search bar, Southern Fry Philosophy. Go to the old subscribe, like, share, uh, heart, wherever they use for their system to basically give us a thumbs up and say you like us or like our episodes. Um, please share those favorite episodes, but most importantly, please go and do a review of us, good or bad. We want to hear from you. Um, that's how we move up. Please do that. And, um, yeah, where else can you find us at? Uh, remember States Vegas Radio. If you want to check out their app, please check them out on the Google Play Store or Apple iTunes Store. You can check out States Vegas Radio for that app. And we are on uh, Mondays at 6 o'clock and, again, Fridays at 4 um, And that's about it. Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And as always, keep looking up. Keep looking up.